Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of So Apparently I'm Dramatic. Um, I really want today's episode to be kind of lighthearted because I know last week we talked a lot about mental health and um, it is Suicide Awareness Month. And I'm definitely going to be talking more about that stuff in the future, but I just wanted to make sure that this week we did something a little bit more lighthearted and fun so that we could all laugh instead of cry. Yeah. So today I thought we could talk about um, about pet hates or pet peeves if you're in America. I wrote down a list. I had to stop myself because I just continued to write things and then the more I thought about things that people do in life the more I realized that I have a very short fuse not a short fuse a low tolerance for dumb people anyway so here we go uh okay so my first one I think that probably probably bothers me the most is being able to hear people chew. Uh, It literally makes me want to crawl out of my own skin. I have had to get up and physically leave rooms because somebody was chewing too loud next to me and it was actually making me angry. Like I could feel myself getting mad and I know that that's probably irrational but I just can't help it I I just can't help it and I get like especially if I'm having a pretty high anxiety day I'll get really bad sensory overload and so if I'm already feeling quite overwhelmed then everything around me it just becomes too much so if I'm trying to like watch tv and somebody's eating next to me I I literally want to like headbutt the ground or them. I'm not really sure, but there's just a lot of, a lot of rage that happens. One time back in my, um, my straight phase, I was dating this guy and I woke up and he wasn't in bed. And I was like, well, where is he? Like, what could he, what could he possibly be doing right now? I mean, it was like, it was literally like two in the morning. So I wasn't really sure what was going on. So I walk out of the bedroom and I see the bathroom light on and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he just needed to go to the toilet. So I open up the door because I have no sense of privacy, especially in relationships. So if you're dating me, uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Actually, just personal space. You have privacy. I'll give you privacy. You just don't get personal space because no. But anyway, so I open up the bathroom door and he's literally sitting on the toilet eating a bag of chips. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, well, I, I knew that if you heard me eating that you would get mad and I didn't want to wake you up. So I thought I'd eat in here. I about pissed myself laughing I also felt really bad that he felt he needed to go eat in the bathroom. I also wasn't sure why he didn't just eat in the kitchen. We were staying with my aunt and uncle at the time, though, so maybe he just didn't want to wake them up. But I just thought it was so funny. He didn't feel comfortable enough eating in the bedroom because he didn't want to wake me up. It's probably one of the nicer things he did in our relationship. But he knew that it would annoy the shit out of me if I woke up to the sound of him crunching chips. And he was one of those people 
where when he ate chips, it wasn't like a normal person does where you eat like one or two chips at a time. It was like he was like famished and hadn't eaten in like days or something like that. And he would try and put as many chips in his mouth as he could to the point where he couldn't even close his mouth to chew it. And like little pieces would be flying out. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. That definitely didn't help the situation, but that's just a really good example of me not liking to listen to people eat. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking gross. All right. Next on the list. Um, oh, when people ask other people when they're getting married and having kids or having kids, this isn't necessarily one of those things that annoys me. I think it more so just is rude. <laughs> and I know it, it mostly comes from like the like an older generation and there's no there's no ill intent behind it like they're not trying to be rude they're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings but I know so many people who just don't want to get married and they don't want to have kids and it's fucking annoying when there's like people in your ear all the time like oh when are you getting married when are you gonna have you know little Joe and little Susie running around and like some people just don't want that and it's annoying if somebody every five seconds is like Oh, when are you doing that? So, okay. So I did tell you at the beginning that I find it more rude than I do annoying. I do find it annoying. But the reason I find it rude is that I also know a lot of people who really do want to get married and do want to have kids. And like, they're either just waiting for their significant other to propose and so they're like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Or or maybe they're just nervous. Or maybe they already have a plan and they don't want to talk about it. It's just one of those things where like, come on, you know, we're we're in the year 2021. Just like, who fucking cares? It's none of your business. If you're not close to the person, especially, it always seems to be like the most random people that want to talk about your life and your personal life and like what you're doing with it. And especially when it comes to talking about like when you're having kids, I have so many friends who are trying to have a baby or who have in the past tried to have a baby. And then they're constantly getting asked like, oh, when are you going to have kids? And they're trying. And so then all you're doing is just making them feel like a fucking bag of hot garbage because like they're trying and you asking them, is it making them feel any better? So just like, you know, mind your own fucking business. Don't worry about when people are going to get married and have kids. Why don't you ask normal questions like about their job or if they're doing anything exciting or going traveling, like butt the fuck out of people's vaginas and out of their, you know, personal lives. It's just weird. I think I need to take a break after, take a, not a break, a breath after that one. Have maybe a sip of my tea because, yeah, because that was, sorry, got a little carried away there. Okay, so my next one I have on my list is those fucking people that when you're driving and two lanes are about to merge, I don't even have to say the rest of it. You know exactly what I'm about to say. Two lanes are about to merge and there's always some asshole that's like flying around the side to try and get all the way up to the very front so he doesn't have to wait in the line like everybody else. There's always those heroes as well that will just like, it's always somebody in like a big truck that you think would want to do it, but they'll pull in the middle of both lanes so that people can't drive around them. I applaud them. I sit in my car. Small tears are shed for those heroes in traffic. I genuinely love it. Even if it's not, well, it's always, no, it pretty much always has to do with lanes merging. Um, and like people know it's going to merge 
I was like turning to go to the, I was driving home today and I was turning to go towards whatever the grocery store. And, and there's like two lanes that you can turn right in, but in the far left lane, nobody goes into that lane because it merges. Like you have to be in the right lane once you turn because it just turns into one lane anyway. And there's just like two or three cars that just pull around everybody else from the back because the line is shorter. And and even if you don't, I hate the excuse when people will say like, oh, well, maybe, maybe they didn't know. And it's like, well, even if you didn't know, if you're not from that area, like why the fuck do you think everybody and their fucking mom would be sitting in the right lane then? Because we all just enjoy sitting in traffic lines and waiting behind 10 other people to get through a light. No. We just don't want to be dickheads. We're just all waiting our turn because that's what you're supposed to do. So either you're just fucking selfish or you're really dumb. There's two options here. And if you're really that dumb, maybe, maybe don't be driving. I don't really know what to tell you, but like, I said this episode was going to be really lighthearted and here I am just like letting it all out, but I promise it's, it's all, it's all for fun. And, uh, I just want other people to be able to relate to this so that I know I'm not, I'm not alone. And I know that I'm not, I know that I'm definitely not. All right. This one probably gets me more. No, I would still say listening to people chew is definitely my biggest pet hate, but this one goes hand in hand. Probably number two is when people interrupt me. If you know me, and more than likely you would know this about me if you're related to me, because every single person in my family just likes to fucking talk. And so it doesn't matter who else is talking. It's like they're all competing on who can be louder than the other person and like steal the spotlight. Every single person in my family loves to be the center of attention. So it doesn't matter who's talking or what you're doing. Somebody wants to pitch in and say something funny. I'm making them out to be really bad people. They're fucking great. I love my family. They just don't know how to shut the fuck up. They just talk a lot. But I love them. But they know there'll be, (laughs) we'll all be together on like the random occasions throughout the year, whether it's like a holiday or a birthday Um, something like that when I was back in the States, obviously. And I'll be trying to like tell a story and not only will my mother interrupt me, but she will interrupt my story to ask somebody else listening to the story, a question that's completely irrelevant to what I am talking about. And you know what I do? I will stare at her and she'll go, oh, I'm so- Morgan, I'm sorry. You know I have a short attention span. And I'm like, what? What? That has nothing. You just have no manners. I love you, mom. I'm just messing with you. But you do it a lot and you know that you do. But anyway, and instead, even if it's not my mom doing it, could be my aunt or my sister or whoever else. And instead of me getting mad and just waiting for them to finish, I'll just be like, no, never mind. And they'll go, oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Please go ahead. And I'm like, no. Nope. I'm done. I actually, I don't want to talk anymore. I, 
I'm just done. You just kind of ruined it for me. I don't want to continue on. You clearly just have no interest in what I'm saying. So I just don't want to talk about it anymore. And then they have the audacity to get mad at me for not wanting to continue my story when they interrupted me in the first place. And then I get slight joy out of that. And this is often when I get referred to as being sensitive or being really dramatic is in situations like that. And I'm like, that's fine. You can call me sensitive. You can call me dramatic. You can roll your eyes at me. I will just go into the other room knowing that you missed out on a fantastic and more than likely absolutely humorous story. Probably a little bit raunchy because I, I tell good stories. At least I think I do. Maybe I'm just really full of myself right now. I think I tell really good stories though. And I usually try and make them quite amusing and funny because I want people to enjoy the story that I'm telling. I can't, I feel so bad for people who do not know how to tell a good story. I'll listen to you, of course, because I'm not an asshole. But like, you know, you know what I'm talking about when like somebody with like, will just come up and like want to tell you a story about something, but they have no expressions in their voice and they're really monotone. And like, you just like your mind wanders and starts thinking of other things because they cannot grab your attention. There's nothing worse. So I feel like I've perfected, perfected my storytelling. And it's, I could probably thank my family for that because they are all so loud probably the best word to describe them. They're all just so eccentric and have like such big personalities. And it's really great because it's made me have a really big personality. And all we do is talk shit to each other constantly. That's all we do. That's that's mostly when our stories get interrupted or anybody's story gets interrupted. It's usually just to talk shit. It's not even my mom, you know, interrupting me to ask my aunt if you know, she remembered to pick up the cucumber from the store or something like that for dinner. Not that my mom would ever buy a cucumber. I don't think she ever bought vegetables when we were growing up unless it was in a can. Sorry, mom. I should probably stop calling my mom out in this show. I'm, I can, I already know she's going to be listening to this. I'm going to get a text message from her and she's going to be disappointed in me. Let me tell you guys, I have a lovely mother. She's out there. She's weird as fuck, but she's so kind and she loves everybody. And I, I think that she has like 600 fostered adopted children at this point. Like all of my friends who never had anywhere to go growing up or um, my sister's friends or any of us. Like if we just, she could find somebody on the street and be like, hey, this is so-and-so. I found them at the grocery store. They don't have anywhere to go. They're going to stay with us for a week and be like, hey, yeah, yo, what's up? Cool. Nice to meet you. They could be an axe murderer. We have no no idea. But my mom is usually, she's got a pretty good judge of character. So she never brought anybody sketchy home. Like none of us were ever in danger. She just loves taking care of people. She's got a really nurturing soul. She's such a beautiful human. <sighs> she just needs to stop interrupting me. Great person though. Great person. Just really bad at interrupting. Okay. Um. Anyway. So the other day I was scrolling through TikTok as I normally do because I'm slightly obsessed with it. I think I need to do an episode about social media. Like there's been so many, like nothing new. So many people have talked about social media and like what it does, but um, just a whole episode 
on social media. Just the ways that it impacts our lives and shit. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was scrolling TikTok the other day and this video popped up. Somebody was cooking salmon. I, whoa, my Texas just came out there. I don't know if anybody else heard that, but I said someone was cooking salmon. I swear I don't talk like that anymore. Um, yeah, so somebody was cooking salmon and, uh, and this girl starts talking about like what she's making. And then all of a sudden I hear her go, and the best way you want to cook the salmon, oh, guys, when I tell you it was like nails on a chalkboard, who the fuck? You have to be, I think, you know what? I'm fully convinced that people who pronounce the L in salmon are psychopaths. There's, there's no other reason that you would be pronouncing a silent L in a word. At this point, like, pfft, this is so extra. What's the, what is the reason? Who taught you to speak like that? I feel like me listening to that lady pronounce salmon like salmon was probably the same as how Australians and like most of the world feels when like Americans speak in general, like when we pronounce words, um, and I know you're sitting there right now wondering, well, Morgan, what words do Americans pronounce that aren't correct? Because we're Americans and we pronounce everything correct. Well, it so happens I've come prepared with an example and a list of words of things Americans say incorrectly. First off, aluminium. Mm-hmm. Yep. Americans. Aluminum. No. Aluminium. I can't even, I'm actually, my brain is so confused now on which one comes out naturally and which one doesn't because I've said aluminium for so long now that when I try to say aluminum, it, it feels weird coming out of my mouth. Um, mum. Mm-hmm. Mum. So in the good old states, a mum is something we wear to homecoming. It's like a big, ridiculously over-the-top expensive flower with a lot of ribbons and bells and obnoxious things coming out of it. And it's heavy. And we usually have to wear it around our neck or attached to our dress. And I'm not really sure what this tradition is about. Um, we just all started doing it. And now everybody does it. And I don't... I don't think anybody knows why they do it. It's just a big competition every year on who can be the most obnoxious person at homecoming and who can have the biggest, biggest bouquet of shit hanging around their neck. But to other people in the world, mom is the person that birthed you or maybe just raised you is a motherly figure in your life. Not mom. It's so, I don't know how else to explain when you live in another country for so long, I'll still have an American accent because that's not going to go away. But I have like a mix of an American accent with Australian mannerisms. And sometimes I'll sound extremely Australian and other times I'll sound really American. But then like, I'll just say certain words that are really Australian or certain words that are really American. 
But with these few, because I got basically bullied for so long when I first got to Australia on how I pronounce things, I have just made my brain, like forced myself to pronounce it other ways, even though it felt really weird for, I don't even know how long. Eventually it just stopped. I don't really know how to explain it other than that. At one point though, like now when I try and say American words, it just, like certain ones, it just sounds really weird. Um, what's another word on my list that we pronounce weird? Oh, a big one. And this is brands. So Americans, the two big sports brands here. Okay. When I first got here, Nike and Adidas, Adidas and Nike. And I'm sure you Americans right now are listening, going, yeah, because that's how that's how you pronounce it. I'm not really sure why you think you would pronounce it any other way. How else could you possibly pronounce those? Well, let me tell you, the rest of the world, Nike, Nike. It makes sense. I mean, think about like the name Mike, M-I-K-E. We don't say Mikey. And if we do say Mikey, there's usually a Y on the end of it. So I'm not really sure why we pronounce it like there's two E's or a Y on the end of it, but it's Nike. Now, Adidas. Nobody else says it like that. We really like to elongate letters in a lot of our words. It is Adidas. I'll give you a second. Let it roll off the tongue. Listen to it again. Adidas. I like it better. I think it kind of sounds fancy. Like, oh, what brand shoes are you got? Adidas? Adidas. Like you could almost like whisper it in somebody's ear, like pillow talk. Like, ooh, Adidas. Maybe not that far. But I just genuinely like the way the rest of the world pronounces things. When I'll call my family and it's been a while since I've talked to them on the phone and they start talking to me, I'm like, ew, is this what I sound like to other people? Like, do I, do I sound this whiny? Listening to Australians, when my friends try to imitate an American accent, it is so funny. It either comes out extremely white. They all like make the pitch of their voice really high as well. Extremely high pitch. I'm not sure why, but they do. And they always usually sound like somebody that was raised on like a beach hut in California. Like they're all surfer dudes. I, I don't get it. But then again, when I think of Americans making fun of us, not making fun of, but imitating the Australian accent, we we all just tend to sound like we were raised in the outback. Like we're not really sure how to have like a city Australian accent, but I guess with accents anywhere in the world, like it doesn't matter where you live there. It, it may be the same accent. Like an Australian accent can sound so different if you're in the outback and then you're in Sydney or you're in Melbourne or you're in Darwin or Brisbane or wherever, like they can just kind of vary different sides. And I mean, it's the same with the States. Like you've got Southern accents, Northern accents, Boston accents, Louisiana accents, you know, like just depending on where you're at. And like, we all register that, like we can process it and we understand that it's just where you're born and where you're raised that it's going to just change. Yeah. The pronunciation of things. It's kind of cool that we do that. You can be in the same country and you can sound so different. 
So those are just a few things that Americans pronounce incorrectly that annoys um, the rest of the world. Um, Okay. This one is, I don't know if it comes from a personal, like if it's just because it's happened to me so many times in, in relationships, I guess. It's happened with friends too though. But it's when people are on their phones and they're with other people. Like if if you don't normally see this person that often and you're spending time with them and you guys are out at dinner and you're more focused on taking a selfie with your salmon, uh, I just, it just irks me. It's just so rude. And it's just annoying. Like if you're trying to sit there and have a conversation with somebody and you know what I'm talking about, like they'll be looking at their phone and like looking at you and looking at their phone and looking like they're trying to make it look like they're paying attention to you, but they're clearly more interested in what's going on on their screen. And then they just, they give you the really generic, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, totally. Like just one word. They're trying to make it seem like they're interested in what you're, it's so fucking rude. If you're one of those people that do that, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. I'll just stop talking. I'll get up. I'll go somewhere else. I'll go sit with the lovely couple, you know, across the, across the restaurant. I would rather sit with complete strangers that are homophobic and hate women than I would sit in front of somebody who is on their phone the entire time that I'm trying to spend time with them. It's just so fucking annoying. I guess it, I guess it can vary between situations as well. Like if you're, if you, if you genuinely need to do something on your phone, if it's in, if it's important, then like, that's fine. But maybe just express that then maybe just tell somebody like, Hey, I'm so sorry. This is actually really important. Um, let me focus on this for just a second and then I'll get back to you. I even have to do that with people sometimes. Like if somebody's talking to me and I'll get a message on my phone and it's something that I've been waiting for for hours, I will do exactly what I hate when people do, but I'll do it in a polite way. I will interrupt the person, but I will say, I'm so sorry. Can I interrupt your story for just a second? I really need to respond to this. It's extremely important, but I'll do it in a way where I'm like, I am genuinely interested in what you're saying. I just need to give attention to this really quick. Now, if, if I know that somebody's story is going to be over relatively soon, I probably wouldn't do that. I would just wait until it's finished. But if I know this is like a long conversation, especially if it's something really important, like if one of my friends is sharing something with me that I, I, I want to give my full attention to them so that I, so that I'm fully, so that I'm just invested in what they're saying. And I'm showing that I care because that's important to me. I do give a shit about what my friends are saying and people around me are saying, then I will use that that situation to just go, I'm so sorry. Can you pause where you're at? I just need to respond to this really quick. And I want to give you my full attention. So give me just one minute. Being able to just quickly tell somebody like, oh yeah, just give me just two seconds. It just shows the person that you care, that that you're present with them in that moment and that you want to give them all of your focus on what they're saying and be able to fully absorb it so that you can respond appropriately. And it's just polite. Like, I don't, like, pfft. I'm not really sure why some people have such a hard time with doing that. I guess because they're just raised with no manners. I'm not really sure. Or maybe I'm probably just being, I'm just assuming at this point. But 
Maybe they were raised in a household where their parents did that to them growing up. Oh, that's that's really relevant, especially nowadays. I do notice even sometimes like when I'm homeschooling the kids that I'm homeschooling at the moment, they'll be trying to get my attention with something. And because they're a child, I won't give them the same respect that I would an adult. And it's really rude. And I may not think that it's a big deal because they're a kid and they're just going to forget about it, but they pay attention to those things. They really do. And then they, and then those are the traits and the habits that they pick up. So it would make sense if somebody that is doing that to you, that maybe that's how they were raised. I mean, it's no excuse. They're old enough at that point that they should know it's rude and to not do it. But when you are, when you have the responsibility of influencing a child and helping them to become the the people that they are meant to be and you are showing them things like when they talk to you you can't even put your phone down for a second to give them your attention you are teaching them those bad habits and these are the traits that they are going to carry into their futures when they're talking to other people and it it does hurt them it hurts their feelings like if a kid comes up to you Like, this is their whole life. So whatever they have to tell you is really important to them. They don't have, you know, they're not grownups. They don't have adult things to worry about, finances and jobs and I don't know who was wearing what to the Met Gala. They don't give a shit about that. They care about the coolest blanket fort they have ever built in their entire life. And they need your attention because they just put all of their heart and soul into that. And they're so fucking excited to show it to you. And if you can't put your phone down for two seconds to make this kid feel like the king, queen, royalty that they are for the palace that they just built in your living room, do better. Do better. I guarantee if you even go up and ask your kids like, hey, does it bother you or does it annoy you when I'm on my phone a lot? I guarantee you they would say yes. Because it's been how many studies have even been done on that? I don't know exactly. I know that they've they've definitely happened and we are all aware that kids do notice when their parents are on their phone a lot. But being specifically in this situation that I'm in now where I am working with kids every day, like I know I can definitely get like this working with kids all day. Like obviously just talking about blanket forts and Legos and shit isn't really that engaging. So I do need to like take a break and I'll get on my phone so that I can just tune into something that's a bit more stimulating for me. I don't know if I can really call TikTok and Instagram stimulating, but just something that's a bit more my pace, things that I'm interested in because like I love the kids and I love what they're doing and them being happy and wanting to show me something does excite me because I love seeing them so happy. But I also want to, you know, put my focus on things that are just a bit more interesting for me, I guess. It's just being choosy about when you do decide to get on your phone, even if it's not with kids or if you're with other people or whatever it is, just pick your time, right? Like, of course, just wanting to pick it up and check it or respond to something quickly is no big deal. But I've now had to tell myself like, okay, you know what? The kids have a break, They work for like 45 minutes and then they get like a 10, 15 minute recess. Check your phone during that time. No big deal. They're off doing other things. If they do need your attention for two seconds, that's fine. But during that 45 minutes when they're focused and they need 
my help, I put my phone away. I put it face down so that I am completely devoted all of my attention to what they're doing and can help them if they need and they know that I care and that I'm there for them. Um, and again, it's not just kids. It's when you're with your family. It's when you're with your friends. It's when you're with your partner. Like me and my girlfriend have a rule where if we're sitting down and eating together, no phones. Like it's fine if they're at the table, like no big deal, but we have them face down and we're not off them on them. We're eating together. We're talking about our days or what we're going to do that day, or we're just focused on each other. We're not focused on what's going on on our screens. And we do that throughout the day too. Um, like it's not just when we're eating, we do make sure that we're being a bit more attentive to one another and not to the people that aren't in the room. Um, and then when I have that alone time or when she's at her house during the week and I'm at home, uh, that's, those are the times that I try and like, I'll, I'll be on my phone obviously quite a bit more because I'm just sitting by myself. And so I'm either trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about on my next podcast or like what I want to post on Instagram or whatever I want to do. I try and do that when I'm not with people so that I can give them my full attention. Um, yeah. I don't really know how much more I can talk about that. Pretty much just get off your phones for five minutes and be a little bit more attentive to the people that you're with. Sick. Um, I wonder how many more I can get through before, what are we at? 36 minutes. Um, I'm kind of loving it. I'm going to keep going. Maybe I'll go to like 45 minutes and then I'll shut the fuck up so you guys can go on about your days. Um, uh, um, what else do I have on this list? Ooh unnecessary lying. And I know you're probably sitting here thinking like, well, what's unnecessary and what's not? When is it okay to lie and when is it not? There's a very fine line there. But what I'm specifically talking about is people that just lie about the dumbest shit. Like if it's to impress somebody else. Now I get that it probably stems more from just having a low self-esteem and you want to impress somebody else, but that's not the fucking way to do it. Like don't pretend to have similar interests or dislikes that somebody else does so that they'll like you. Like all you're doing is creating a false sense of identity. So then they don't even like you anyway. They like this person that you're trying to be for them. That's not even who you are. Like that's a lot to keep up with. Like how the fuck are you going to remember all of these things you pretended to like or not like so that you could be their friend and then you slip up at some point and then they're like, oh, well, you said that you did and then you just you just look like a liar and then it's just weird. It's just really weird. I think that this definitely exists a lot more in high school than it does now, at least for me. Like being in my late 20s and being surrounded by other people who are in their late 20s or in their early 30s, we're all a bit more um, comfortable with who we are and we care a lot less about needing to have everything in common with somebody else in order to feel like we can um, we can bond or have like a friendship or some kind of relationship with that person. But when I think back to like high school and I even used to do it with like, like if I wanted to hang out with like a specific girl, <laughs> which at the time I probably thought it was just because I wanted to be friends with them and not because I wanted to be with them. But that's something else to completely unpack. Um, 
I'm definitely going to talk in another episode about me coming out now and how there's like were signs in my early childhood and stuff. Okay, but that's for a completely different day. All right, so we're talking about being somebody that you're not to impress somebody else um, or just unnecessarily lying. Uh, I remember one time in middle school, I'm definitely calling out one of my friends for it right now. I'm not going to put their name in here because like I don't want to be a dickhead. But this person came to, I think we were in like grade seven and they came to school and they were like, oh yeah, like, oh, it's been such a good weekend. I got my passport because me and my family are going to Hawaii. Now, everybody that's not in the States is probably thinking right now, like, yeah, so what's wrong with somebody getting their passport to go to Hawaii? But if I do need to put two and two together for you, Hawaii is one of the 50 state. Are there 50 states? Are there 51 states? I feel like we were taught in school that there were 52 states, but because I'm not sure and the American education system isn't the best, I probably could have looked it up on my own. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hawaii is one of the states, right? So they came in and they were bragging about getting their passport to go to Hawaii. And um, my very loud, Sagittarius, blunt, frank self just went, um, well, that doesn't make any sense because Hawaii is one of the states and you don't need a passport to go to it. So, And then you could tell how embarrassed they got because I just called them out on their lie. Um And now that I think back on it, it probably was a bit of a cunty thing to do, but I just can't stand it. I just cannot stand when people will lie to try and impress other people. Like, what was the point in that? There's probably some other shit that you could talk about that would be just as impressive and you didn't have to make it up, you know? Or it could be something as simple as like somebody telling you like, oh, do you like this band? I really like this band. And you, you just want to have something in common with them. So you're like, oh my God, yeah, I love that band. And you actually never heard one of their songs before or even know who they are. Why are you doing that? You know, instead of saying like, oh, yeah, I like them. Be like, oh, no, I haven't. What kind of what kind of music is it? And then that gives you the opportunity that gives the other person the opportunity that you are trying to bond with. They get to now brag about their favorite band to you, which they're probably going to love. And then you can be like, oh, show me one of their songs. And then you can listen to it and be like, oh yeah, this is really great. If you think it's really great, again, don't lie. If it's really not your taste, then just be like, oh yeah, it's not really my taste. But do you get what I'm saying? Like there, you can find other ways to impress people without having to fabricate a life or interest. Like it's just, it's just silly. It's just a little strange. Um, and again, I, I do think that most of this does happen in high school than it does than it does now, like later on in life. Cause I think about like when I was in high school, there was like, there's always like the popular kids, right? Like the popular group. I wouldn't really say I was in the popular group, but I was definitely known in high school, um, for different reasons that again, have nothing to do with this episode. And we'll talk about it in another episode, but, um, I just like some people that were a part of the popular group, I was good friends with. And then some of them really hated my guts. And I don't think there was actually an in-between. It was either like, not you're fucking annoying. Um, They would try to like jump me or beat me up. Or it was, oh yeah, we really like you. That was pretty much it. But the, the people that did really like me would not pay me any attention. Sorry, would not pay me any attention 
in school if they were around the other people that didn't like me out of fear of what they would think. And I guess that's not really lying. In a sense, it is lying though. Like you're falsifying who you are out of fear that you might lose a friend that doesn't even really feel like a friend or act like one. Because if somebody is not going to want to be friends with you because you're friends with somebody that they don't like, and I know there's different situations for that, but like if, if the person in question hasn't done anything to anybody, they just, you know, especially how high school girls can be like girls are bitchy and they're catty. And if they just decide that they don't like you because you're pretty or you used to date their boyfriend or fucking whatever. If they just decide that they don't like you, they just don't like you. And that's it. And they're the meanest people. Ugh. Thinking about high school gives me a little bit of PTSD, like a tiny bit. I've worked on it, but there's definitely some PTSD there because the trauma and the bullying that I endured in high school, Jesus Christ, I just, ugh. I don't get it. I don't understand. It happens now too. Like just how cruel kids can be. I know like sometimes when I'm watching movies here um, with with friends, specifically, um, what were we talking about the other day? Oh, okay. So the old, the eldest girl with the family that I nanny for, she's 15. And we were talking about the show 13 Reasons Why. She's obviously seen it. And she was like, oh, I just can't imagine stuff like that happening. And I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, some of it was really full on, but stuff like that really does happen in high schools over there. Like that's really how people are. And she was genuinely baffled. She was like, no, I thought that, like, surely this doesn't really happen. This is fake. And I'm like, no, well, where do you think that they get the ideas from? Because it really does happen. This shit really does happen in school. But it was like unfathomable to her and her friend that was there that, that the kind of bullying that happens in high schools in America is portrayed pretty accurately in shows and movies that do come out of Hollywood. Um, and, oh, uh, guys, the stories I could tell you from high school, maybe that should be another episode. I could just talk to you about high school and how different it is now. Like, I'm not even friends with most of the people that I know from high school. I think there's a handful of fucking beautiful and genuine people that I still talk to and I absolutely love dearly. But other than that, everybody else that I was so worried about liking me or not liking me, like, I don't know. They're just, they're nothing. They're, they're not even on my radar anymore. They have no influence on my life or how I think or what I'm doing or like, and when their pictures and their posts do come up on my Facebook, like they're just all living pretty normal lives or usually all like married and have you know, four children by now, because that's also America. You just pretty much graduate and you don't travel or leave America at all. And you get married and just have a bunch of kids and there you go. That's your life. Um, and I'm not judging that you do you boo. I'm super stoked for all of you that have families. A lot of you are my friends and have beautiful children that I love and adore and miss dearly. Um, but I really love that I get to adore your children and not have ones of my own because I like sleeping and money and silence. My dogs are a lot to handle. So I don't think I would 
I would really be that great at being a mom, at least at the moment. At some point later on down the road, dad, if you're listening to this, don't stress out. I'm probably going to have kids just nowhere in the cards in the, in the near future. Because again, I do like my silence and my alone time. It's great. Well, guys, believe it or not, I only got through like half of my pet peeve list. So pet hate list. Um, so apparently I have a lot of things that annoy me and maybe I need to work on that. Or maybe I'll have a part two of all of the shit that annoys me. And maybe you guys could send through some shit that annoys you and we can talk about it. And it'll be really fun. But I am going to leave you at that. I hope wherever you are in the world, you have a fantastic day or a fantastic night. Enjoy the rest of your week and have a great weekend. Love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.